And welcome back, everyone, to Hybrid Movies, episode 63. I'm your host, as always, Nick, and I'm joined by Michael. How's it going, everyone? Glad to be back on another episode. I miss all of your voices. I know, right? <laughs> and we also got James. Hi, Dilio, neighborinos. How are my favorite neighbors doing? Doing good, doing good. How, how was your day, by the way? You got to work today. I Clocking did. in them hours. I did, yes. Worked a straight 11-hour shift. Jeez. I know. Well, and... See, so here's the thing. So Regal, so Regal Cinema has um, since been bought out by Cineworld a year back. Um, there's been some changes in how things operate, and to to put to boil it down, um, the manager system works differently now. So instead of having like three or four managers, you know, at a time, like two or three in the morning and then two or three in the evening they pretty much cut down like the number of managers to try to streamline the whole process so i would so me and an assistant known as a team lead uh we were we did the opening shift and then and then around five o'clock that's when the closing manager and the closing team lead shift you know, on weekdays it's fine, but on weekends, like there are times where there are t- there are times where you could go through a straight shift without taking a break. Jeez, Oof. that's why you got to bring a drink cup with you. Yeah, no, I I do. I've I always make sure to bring a water bottle with me, or if I don't have that, I'll have like a McDonald's cup or Chick Fil A cup. Bring like a bucket of chicken strips with you while you <laughs> walk around. <laughs> <laughs> and then what you do is you get another cup and you get the little nozzle with the butter and you fill up that cup Ew. with all that good butter and you you drench your chicken strips and your popcorn yeah oh oh god Ew. oh you get mustard in your cup oh no i'm i am not a mustard boy ketchup all the way but uh that's all you fam dang <laughs> all right michael how have you been recently you're at the cottage, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. I was actually gone for the weekend with some buddies. Uh, we just decided to do like a little last minute trip, so we went up north, like an hour and a half, and uh, it was a cool little lakefront uh, shindig. His family was there, my boy, um, his girlfriend, and a couple of the boys, and uh, we had a good time. Wait, who just played, was like, it? Uh, Kings. No, no, no. It was uh, my my boy Yogi, oh. uh, older 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 friend. Uh, <clears throat> and it was chill. We just played like. Uh, you know, it's a couple like flip cup and some kings, like a I think it's King's Crown or something. It's like a card drinking game or something like that. Hmm. Uh, had a ton of fun. Just had some bonding moments. No movies, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, like watch hmm. there, because like I'm the I'm the one person who was like, if I'm hanging out with people, like I wouldn't mind a movie in the background. Uh, but not everyone's like that. So you remember at, uh, when we went to NYCC the first time? We had that Predators movie in the background of the drinking game. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was so fun. <laughs> What was the rule again? It was like uh, every time somebody makes uh, Adrian uh, like Brody. yells. Well, yeah, every time Adrian Brody, it's like tries to like, he sa- talk. He tries to like talk. He says something stupid. I think is, is what it was, or he makes like a, a weird like a re- rebuttal. Mm. But yeah, we we got smashed <laughs> by the end of it. And we went to the we did graveyard digging too. Was, oh, we were yeah, staying across the street from like a cemetery so we did we had like ghost story vlogging or something 
Yeah, I think those those vlogs are actually still on my channel if you go back to uh, 2016. <laughs> but uh, yeah, farewell. What is it now? Board whales board or something or whales now board? I think is what I called it. That was really fun, man. That was our first uh, trip as a as a company together. So yeah, good times. And then the SDCC the year after. Yeah, we we went back to back, and then and then again this uh, year. And then, yeah, this year we're going to be going, so that's really exciting. So if anyone's going to be at San Diego Comic-Con, uh, feel free to hit us up. We can, yeah, uh, just look for the tall guy out. at six foot two with the high top. Oh, yeah, that's definitely me. 100%. I'm six foot two. Yeah. And plus. <laughs> yep. And we well, ho- hopefully we'll meet in, uh, Robert Kirkman again on the street. Yeah, hopefully. That was wild. I, I That's still pinned on my Twitter at the top. Uh that was that's, that was a wild that's experience. That's just the kind of moments, though, when you're at like a convention, especially like SDCC, because like all of the mm-hmm. celebrities are in town for that weekend, so they're just like there, like while you, you might catch them. Yeah, it's such a like a, a high dense area. You'll just see, you'll be walking down the street. Uh, who was it? We, we saw um, Legion. Oh, you know who? One, else? one of the main cast Remember, members. Were you there with me when I went to go get my? Uh... When we went to the Fox booth, I think, to get my uh, pass for the panel, because we actually saw Orlando Jones on the street. Was that you or? Are you... Oh no, no, no! That was last year with Aaron. Oh no, no! Okay, I wasn't there. Okay, so that that was another. Are you serious? That was another weird story. Like I was walking with Aaron because we had to pick up my Hall H panel, like my uh, assigned seat for the Predator mm-hmm. panel, and all of a sudden we're coming out of the hotel room. And we see Orlando Jones just standing there on the sidewalk. We're like, I'm like, dude, that's Orlando Jones. <laughs> and he's like, who? You see, I'm like, like, dude, what? <laughs> so those are that's just an example of some of the moments at con. So if anyone's ever thought about going to one, um, even your local one, I, I would recommend it. Like, it's it's a fun time if you're into you know pop culture, yeah. movies, TV shows, etc. But anyway, speaking about movies. Yeah, speaking of movies, uh, <laughs> what movies have you guys seen recently, James? Anything, anything new? Yeah. So. Over the past week, I got to see Captain Marvel. Mm. Actually, went to go see it opening night, mm. yeah. and I thought it was just okay. Nope. I, I, th- you know, I thought, you, I, I kind of felt, you know, a little bit underwhelmed. You know, yeah. mm. I'll, I'll go over what I did like. Um, yeah, sure, really, go for it. As far as like, like what parts of the movie I liked. I really like the middle part where it's her and where it's Captain Marvel and Nick Fury together just kind of bonding and shooting the shit. Yeah. You know, that you know that kind of stuff I did like. Um, plus, it also had one of the greatest Stanley cameos. Oh, yeah, if, with the... Uh, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it, but yeah, it, it, it was one of the better sequences I was about uh, to, for, for Stanley. I, I mean... I mean, I'll, I will say, if you're familiar with Kevin Smith's work, you will definitely get a kick out of it. Yeah. Um, so that stuff was good. Um, I really loved Ben Mendelsohn as, as a, what was it, Talos? Yeah. 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 He was amazing as that. What about Jude Law? Jude Law, Jude Law was okay, but <laughs> he, I, he's not as charismatic as. He's not as charismatic as Ben Mendelsohn. Mm. Like every like every time you see him, you know whether it's like Ready Player One or uh, Rogue One, you know, or hell, even Robin Hood. Oh, Remember geez. that Robin Hood? You Let's know? not talk about that. <laughs> well, even I, I mean, he's he's a lot of fun to watch. Like he brings this energy. 
I thought the way that they used, like, sort of the 90s references were kind of... I, I don't know, they, they weren't that subtle. Like, like oh look, she found a blockbuster. Oh, she has to... Oh, she has to get some phone equipment. Better go to Radio Shack. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, those spoilers. Uh, who cares? It's already... <laughs> Everybody's seen it by now. Um, uh... But as, but as far as, like, the whole movie, like... Like, well, what... One, I didn't think it looked interesting. Like, it looked kind of drab and dreary. Yeah. You know, like, it, like, the, like it looked kind of flat. You know, you look at a movie like, you know, Thor Ragnarok or Black Panther or Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, those are brimming with color and they have they have a unique personality. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel didn't really have that, yeah. I, I didn't feel. Yeah, I found that to be one of my... Uh sort of thoughts coming out of that film well as well felt very bland and uh by the end of it i felt underwhelmed as well but i actually thought the middle portion is where i i had more gripes with the film i thought the the intro was pretty solid uh and the last 10 minutes although i had i had uh some issues with how they just sort of got things done um and progressed that was pretty epic to see them uh just just how that ends yeah yeah i started yeah i kind of started getting bored around the end like the like the last action sequence, it's just like, okay, when is this gonna wrap up? Yeah, they have that really you know? cringeworthy no doubt song. Well, I know what they were trying to do. They were trying to do with Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, how they incorporate their music. <laughs> but there's but there's a reason but there's a reason for the music to be in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. You know what's so funny? I'm actually writing uh like I'm doing a group paper on Guardians of the Galaxy and talking about like the use of diegetic and non diegetic music and how excellently it crafts it with the narrative. So uh, I, I can definitely agree with you on that. The Gardens of the Galaxy. The Gardens well, of the Galaxy. But, well, uh, well, how about the well, how about the Nirvana song that plays during the one saint scene? Why did you need a Nirvana song? Because it sounds I, cool. You know what's so funny? I think uh, Aaron, we were talking about it in the in the Marvel like, group chat. Was I don't, was he actually was that true or yeah, no? Yeah, he's Nick? right. Okay, so Nick, can you explain it? Just because that's hilarious. Yeah, apparently Aaron, uh, we were talking about the spoilers in the chat, and he pointed out how if Carol was with Star Force for six years, then that means she left Earth in, like, 89. So then Nirvana's song came out in, like, 91 or 2, so she wouldn't have even known about that song. So how did it play in her head? So, Man. I, uh, so I'll, I, I guess the last thing I'll say is... So... So the way Nick Fury loses his eye, yep. The audience I was in with was just in a state of disbelief. They were just like, "Are you serious?" It was, I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like you, th- like you thought, uh, I, <laughs> the Winter Soldier sequence. Well, no, like, like as far as like you know, as far as stupid mom- stupid moments in movies go, like I probably rank this um, with how. Han Solo gets his name in Solo. Yeah, oh, I was just—it's a retcon. I was just like, You're like, no. I was, I was just like, really. Um, yeah, I wasn't the, the greatest fan of with that as well. Yeah. Having said all of that, having said all that, I am still excited for Avengers, uh, for Avengers Endgame. Fair. I mean. When I saw her post, when I saw her in the post credit scene, Carol, she said, "Where's Furry? <laughs> Where's Furry?" No, okay, well, anyway, end credit scene. If you haven't heard it, my bad. Um, when when she pops up, <laughs> yeah, I, love, I hated when Kingsman two when he died. Remember? 
<laughs> Stop. <laughs> that was, yo, James, that was one of the funniest things I think you've ever done on the podcast. Oh, that's right. I, I, now I remember. Sorry to sidetrack, but Kingsman 2 just came out, and I had been really excited to see the movie. And James went out and spoiled the biggest death. Wait, what was that character? Oh, Merlin. That was his name. Merlin. Yeah. That, that was and so I, I was sad. like, you know what? And I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to go watch the movie anymore. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I ended up watching it on a plane uh, like like a year or two after, and I didn't like it, so it's okay. Oh. Yeah. Um, but, but Captain Marvel. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, o- I mean overall, like, like I, I don't know. It's just one of those one of those lesser Marvel movies for me. I, you know, I put it there like with Thor two or the Incredible Hulk. Oh God. Yeah. I'm, uh, Iron Man I, I, I'm, I'm 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 kind of in the same boat with you, Max. I I saw it last week, but I didn't talk about it. So similar thoughts to you. And um, by the end credits, you know, I was instead of saying like yes, I was kind of just like yikes. I it was I don't know. That was me. I was just very excited where by she's the like, end of Where's it. furry? Yeah, but I will say though, I'm interested to see what the Russos are going to do with Carol uh, in Endgame and how they're going to maybe develop her character since it's been you know a time jump or whatever. Yeah. So right. So Michael, any movies you got to see recently, or is that? Just... Oh no, you saw Dumbo. Yes, I did see Dumbo. Uh, it was really how? cool. I, um, I sent an email to uh, some people over at Disney, and they replied. So I was like, oh damn, seriously? Yeah. Yeah, so I got into my first press screening, which was really cool, um, and I saw Dumbo. I think I can just give like a like a brief like a, like a social media tweet. Yeah. About it. Yeah. Go. Yeah. I thought it was enjoyable. I was entertained throughout it. Um, Danny DeVito was just great in the movie. He was like fun, over the top. Same with uh, Michael Keaton, which I had no idea he was in the film because I hadn't really seen much of the promotion for it. Um, so he's enjoyable, but, and the, and the film really is about Dumbo and his relationship with, um, another animal in the film. And that's like the emotional core of the film performance, performance wise. And the human characters, I feel is where this film really is missing the mark. Cause the, cause the original film was, uh, what, like an hour long. Yeah. And it focused a lot on like talking animals and all that stuff, right? And it's already been confirmed through interviews that that's not what you're gonna get in this live action movie. So they fill it in with a lot of the human characters, uh, and it just never really works for me. Um, that aside, though, I think the highlights for this one were definitely uh, Dumbo in terms of the CG and the set designs and the production, fantastic, gorgeous. Um, from from the circus acts and and all the stuff, it was just really well done. I think it's one of the better. Disney live-action remakes, and um, like I said, I think it's just the human characters uh, that kind of bring this one back. But is it enough for Tim Burton to have a hit again? Yeah, I think Tim Burton does a, does a solid job. I think this is going to be a W in, in his book. So no borderline racist singing crows? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's. I think there's going to be... You won't have to worry about that much. Because um, I thought about it, too. It's like the source material was a little you know problematic, to say the least. Uh, so I think they do a pretty good job of reinventing it for the most part because it's it's like it's not fully an, it's like an adaptation <laughs> plus sort of a sequel too. So, yeah. Dumbo, you don't yeah, hate. That, yeah, man, I, I I think I enjoyed it. How about you, Nick? Did you see anything recently? Uh, besides Captain Marvel, no, I didn't. Um, I guess now that the thing, um, the Shazam stuff embargo is up, I guess I can say that the movie's cool and stuff. So, 
Hey. Yeah. Wow. Go see it. Good. Shazam confirm, confirmed uh, best DCEU movie or do, whatever they call it now. Uh, yeah, actually, I think it is. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. That's that's really good. Yeah, I'll have to see that. Oh, but that that also comes out the same week as Pet Cemetery, so I got to find a way to see both of those. Well, you work at a theater; you can see both for free. <laughs> yeah, I know that, but I'm also I'm also one of the managers, so you know I got to be responsible. So yes, Shazam, two thumbs up. Dumbo, good. Recommend. Uh, if you if you're a fan of Dumbo, I think you'll like this one. Okay. Oh, also uh, on Tuesday, I'm gonna see Us. I'm really excited about that. Oh yeah, that looks spooky. Next week. <laughs> yeah, man. Next week's episode is gonna be great. Can't wait to hear about it. Yeah, dude, that 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 shot, that freaking poster. Every time I see it, I'm like, ah. But yeah, let me see. Uh, I don't think there's anything coming out this. No, us comes out this week, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, us is the twenty fourth. Yep, or twenty something like yeah. that. And oh, there's, yeah. and there's some theaters that are doing a twentieth anniversary re-release of Cruel Intentions. Okay. Ooh. Also, do you know what comes out too? I just remembered. Uh, Gloria Bell. It's a new A twenty four film. Um, it's like a, I think it's starring like Michael Sarah and uh, not Julie Roberts. Uh, Julianne Moore. Julia, is it Julianne Moore? Yeah, it is. Yeah, Julianne Moore. I'm really looking forward to that. I've been trying to get tickets to it, but for some reason, it's not uh, available in Toronto <coughs> right now. Oh, you know, this past week, actually, Wonder Park and Captive State came out. I did want to see Captive State. It looks kind of interesting. There was some mixed to positive reactions, so you might check it out. And also, uh, Triple Frontier. I still got to watch that. Yeah. Oh, we should we should have done... Uh, there's been a bunch of Netflix releases recently we could have talked about. Mm-hmm. We shall be on the ball moving forward. Yes. So, um, yeah, I guess since we got all the movie stuff out of the way, let's talk about some movie news. So... See, yes. Sony, their Bloodshot movie starring Vin Diesel, which is going to start off their whole comic book universe of the Valiant comics, not Marvel or DC, Valiant, stuff from the 90s, I'm pretty sure. Uh, they're starting off with Bloodshot, and it's going to be PG-13, which is surprising, and we have a synopsis for the movie out now. This came courtesy of Discussing Film. that dropped this, I want to see, on Friday. You guys read the synopsis and stuff, right? Like, you got to check it over yeah 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 so i mean it sounds pretty run-of-the-mill uh pretty you know standard origin movie type thing but i am very curious about the whole pg-13 rating because we started talking about this before we started recording that bloodshot is a more violent character that could have gone r but i think that they're going for pg-13 because one they want to make money and two because it's part of like a shared universe thing they want to kind of make it maybe consistent i guess so he can cross over into Mm -hmm. the other movies and vin diesel's a pretty big star i think you know he his movies like gross a a ton of money in china did you guys know that because the last like triple x movie he did like insane numbers overseas oh yeah it blew up over there yeah so i mean that might be a good point like the 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 cohesion like all those films that people check out they're really if he brings in that much money Mm -hmm. uh just not having the stipulation of radar film makes it easier yeah, yeah, it's harder in China, I think, to get an R release too. That's why a lot of times they censor them. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they they'll take like entire sections out of the movie. I know when Alien Covenant finally came out in China, they had cut like twenty minutes out of it, like all the Xenomorph stuff. Twenty like, minutes? Yeah, like they cut all the creature stuff out. I'm like, what? <laughs> they they that, definitely cut out the flute scene, right? I'm like, how do you even how do you watch the movie with all that out? <laughs> like, what is the movie then? 
I that's kind of strange because when you think China and censorship, you usually think of stuff that's critical of the Chinese government. Yeah. Well, who knows? Like, like China, all they're doing now is watching movies. They, you see all these releases coming in China now. Their movies are big business there. And they're actually paying to see them instead of pirating them. So I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on this, though? Like, just in general, I guess this whole Bloodshot movie. Do you think it can work? Are you interested in it? The whole Valiant stuff. Uh, you know what, Nick? Had you told me that this Bloodshot movie was coming out like uh, I think a y- like a year ago, yeah, maybe maybe two. I think I'd be a little bit more game for it, but I swear this has been in development for quite a while. The Bloodshot, like the like this whole Valiant universe, like didn't they announce this like twenty fifteen or something? Uh, they you know I used to know the president of Valiant, the guy that had been yeah yeah we, we yeah we met him at New, New York Comic Con we interviewed Dinesh, him Dinesh yeah um this is actually an interesting story so Dinesh was running Valiant for a while and he actually he knows the guys that are at my local comic shop I, I believe he lives in the valley so he knew them and they had an in with him and stuff and when Valiant did start to say okay we're gonna develop movie properties and TV stuff we want to get into that space. There was some whole falling out. He left the company, I guess. And then oh, I think Valiant got bought by like some sort of a Chinese entity or something. Some other company ended up buying Valiant. Mm-hmm. Or at least ha- at least having some sort of stake in their movie development stuff. So, yeah, that, that's a weird... This is this has been in the works for a while though, for sure. Cause I because I, I, I do remember they there was like the whole YouTube series of, and they had I think they had a bloodshot like sizzle reel or trailer that dropped right. Oh no, and no, no. that was like a fan too. thing. I think that I think the Bat and the Sun did that. Yeah. Yeah, no, but even then they announced that they're actually moving into the cinematic, like actual films, large scale films. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it sucks that it, it didn't come out then when it was a little bit more popping. But I mean, it's the superhero boom. I think this could work, honestly. I'm a fan of some of their other properties, um, Faith specifically. So yeah. I think I think Bloodshot's a good entry to this world. Right, right. Okay, well, I don't know. I, um, I'll i see it, but at the same time, it's like, meh. My, <laughs> my expectations are not that high. But I'm not like super into Valiant comics. I know some of their characters, like Exo Manowar is probably the one that I know the most, just because he's like a sci-fi mm-hmm. kind of like... Um, he, he's almost sort of like, like He-Man, but like even more sci-fi, like space He-Man or something. Um, so I, I always like that character, but I, I don't think they've announced any plans for him. I think it's just like Bloodshot, Harbinger and something else. And then they're trying to do some like Harbinger Wars type movie, some crossover things. So who knows how it'll pan out. Um, James, do you have any interest in this? Are you familiar with the Valiant Comics universe? Not really, no. In fact, like, just looking it up, like, I'm looking at, like, all these, like, properties that they've done, and I'm like, wow, I don't think I've ever heard of a single one, and, and I feel I feel kind of bad. Yeah. You know, because, you, know, you know, maybe I should, you know, maybe I should get a, give it a look-see. Um, but yeah, but yeah, it's interesting, because, you know, you know, out there in the movie, out there in the movie business, it's always either Marvel or DC that brings in the big bucks. Like, rarely will, like, another comic studio's movie, like, do well. Like, I think the closest I can think of is probably Hellboy. You know, Dark Horse Comics. So, so it'd be nice to see, you know, uh, you know, another comic book company to, you know, get the fame, get, get the fame and recognition from a much more audience. And Vin Diesel will be the, uh, their crusader to save him. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I, I don't know. They better hope this movie looks good from the trailers and stuff, because it could go either way. I mean, it could make money, like I said, China saving it or something, or overseas box office, but who knows? Yeah. Well, what was that last movie? What was that one movie Vin Diesel was in? The Last Witch Hunter? Oh, God. I don't even... <laughs> I try <laughs> to forget those kind of movies, like Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, and all that, and... Uh, yeah, the see, the the Sorcerer's Apprentice with Jake oh, Baruchel and uh, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> oh man, man, that's right. That did exist. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I remember watching that movie <laughs> and just being so confused. Uh, I remember I Frankenstein. Wow, oh, there's a lot. Oh, of like that. <laughs> We're just gonna that end up going down a rabbit hole. We should have, we should have a special. It, we should have a special episode where we just talk about all those types of things. That was when Aaron Eckhart was like really struggling to get something. I know. It's <laughs> well it's well it's kinda hard to follow up with follow up after Two Face. Yeah, that sucks Aaron uh, Aaron Eckhart never really took off as an actor. But anyways, Bloodshot, yes. Uh, very intriguing stuff. I'll leave a link down in the description box so you guys can actually like read the synopsis yeah. and stuff. Um, but let us know if you guys are into Valiant comics. I know they were pretty big. Like there is definitely a fan base for this stuff. Just have to see mm-hmm. how they're gonna actually like portray it on the big screen and if it'll actually take off cinematically. But yeah, um, let's see. Moving on though, we did have another story. This is an exclusive, an interview I did with uh, exclusive, exclusive interview with RoboCop Returns uh, writer producer Michael Miner, who also worked on the original film with Ed Newmyer. Uh, I got to talk to him. It was a pretty cool interview. The guy's really nice. He teaches screenwriting actually at UC Santa Barbara. So if anyone lives down here in California, uh, go take screenwriting there so you can learn some interesting stuff. But anyways, in our discussion about the new RoboCop film, he actually revealed a lot of interesting details about it. Uh, He revealed for one that there's going to be augmented villains that are kind of, you know, enhancing themselves without the help of doctors and stuff. He's really excited about Neil Blomkamp's take on it. I think he's rewriting the script with his partner Justin Rhodes, who just worked on the Terminator movie. And let's see what else he revealed. He also revealed that there the idea is to get Peter Weller back with like a CG type thing where they're basically gonna ski, uh, CG his face and have the voice mm-hmm. through Robocop. But they'll probably have somebody else stand in, I guess. I mean, well, they, they do that all the time nowadays, though. They can CG anything. I mean, they CG uh, Sam Jackson. Captain Marvel. Yeah. So yeah, but Sam, very yeah, but Sam Jackson looks the same. Has looked the same <laughs> age for like for like thirty years. Oh yeah. What? Yeah that that kind of surprised me. I don't know why they CG'd him. Couldn't they have just done like some makeup or something and made him? Yeah, they got they got the mouse money. Yeah, they they can do that. Except the <laughs> speaking of CG, the CG in Rogue One didn't really look good for Peter Cushing. Remember? I, I'll what? Yeah. Well, yeah. With Rogue One, like. Peter Cushing definitely stood out, but I will say this: compared to what they did with Leia at the end, oh God. I'll take I'll take Peter Cushing over that because the Leia just looked. That was like a floating head. Oh, just unsettling. <laughs> like they should. I, I mean, they they should. The least they could have done was just like keep just like keep her face hidden. Right. You know, you know, you could you could have kept the voice. You could have kept the one line. But yeah, no. But but anyways, back to anyways, the whole yes. Peter Well, Peter Weller, RoboCop. Yes, Peter Weller. They want him back. 
I think that's the uh, only way you can do it with him back. So, kind of like what they did with Schwarzenegger for Terminator Genesis? Um, <clears throat> I think so. Or, because well, no, Schwarz- cause there was that 2014 movie, no? Who? Oh, no, that was Joel There Cannon. was a 2014. That was, yeah, that was uh, yeah. Rick Flagg from Suicide Squad. He was RoboCop in that one. But if they're doing, if they're putting Peter Weller's face, like, are they going to de-age him? Or... That's the thing I'm curious about, because, so, Michael said that originally in their draft, which is being rewritten again, so this can change, but in their version, it was essentially they jumped 30 years after the original film, RoboCop was in suspended animation, and he was reanimated, but apparently, according to Neil and Justin Rhodes, who are working on it now, they're doing this thing where it's a non-specific date, still retro, a day after tomorrow, mm-hmm. as he describes it. I'm assuming they'd have to de-age him in some way. Interesting choice to just keep it sort of vague and <clears throat> just like another day story popping up. Right. Let's see. And then I did ask about uh, the other character, Officer Lewis, who was played famously by Nancy Allen in the original film. And it looks like they are trying to get her back because she, she got killed off in Robocop 3. Obviously, they weren't involved with that movie, but I think it makes sense to bring her back. She's like the one human character that could connect to him, so... I think that they should. It would be smart to bring her back. But um, I don't know, James, what are, your, what are your thoughts on this movie, this whole RoboCop sequel? With those kind of details, I want to say that it sounds like it's going to be a pretty good project. I wonder mm. how Paul Verhoeven feels about it. Because RoboCop was, was, was his movie for a large part. And sort of like the direction that he went with it, how over the top and violent it was. <laughs> yeah, that that famous scene where the the uh, executive gets shot by Ed Yeah, it's just like his body's just exploding, blood flying <laughs> everywhere. Man, I miss the '80s. I I do too. Well, well, Nick, don't worry. The '80s is always coming back in uh, remakes of those oh, exact 1880s. franchises. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to go there. I don't I, miss I that. Mean, I mean, rem- remember, like there there are two, you know, there are two ways of 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 going at this. There's two endpoints, so okay. you either go, you either take one path, and you go from Terminator from Terminator to Terminator Genesis, or okay. you take another path and you go from Blade Runner to Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Ooh, but James, What's James, the there's a third. You go from Ghostbusters to Ghostbusters, <laughs> the new movie. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I guess that is uh, something. Yeah. Let me see here. Uh, so, actually, I was going to mention the villains he talked about. So, when we originally interviewed Ed Newmeyer in January, he teased that the villains, one was going to be from the corporate world and one was going to be like an augmented sort of human or something. Uh, okay. Michael said that in his version, there was a centaur-like monster sort of like cyborg villain uh, called the Mule. <clears throat> but I believe Word. Justin Rhodes, who's rewriting it, uh, is taking it a different direction, but they are kind of using the whole steampunk uh, body horror idea, uh, the cyborg thing. It actually, I mentioned to him, it kind of reminds me of, like, Elite of Battle Angel. You know they had, they had all those cyborg villains, like the weird, like, you know, like, yeah, you know yeah. with the knife hands and stuff like that. It kind of sounds like that, almost. Okay, I'd be down so, for that. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think Robocop, he really deserves a good sequel, because the uh, 2 and 3 were awful... Uh, two two has some redeeming qualities to it, but it just yeah just I, strike it from yeah. the well, history. I, I kind of <laughs> see RoboCop two is like 
you, you know, it's 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 so weird with a lot of these '80s movies. Like the first, like the first one's always good, but the second one, you know, isn't as good. But for some strange reason, you kind of have a soft spot, like Ghostbusters Two or yeah. Predator Two. Not with Aliens. I though. actually like Predator. I, I like I like I like Predator Two. Oh, I, no, oh, Aliens oh, is Aliens Predator is brilliant. Too, yeah. Aliens, yeah, that's the anomaly. And Empire Strikes Back, too, and, I guess. T- and Terminator yeah. Judgment Day. That was ninety one. Yeah. Right? So okay. So I'm going eighties, early nineties. All right. Well, yeah. There's uh, that too. So like I said, I'm, obviously they tried to do the whole remake. You know, we talked about in 2014. Uh, they had Joel Kinnaman. It just didn't work out. They wanted a direction that they shouldn't have with RoboCop. They tried to take it seriously and and uh, play it more straightforward. But I think you need that kind of level of satire to it, which is what Neil Blomkamp supposedly wants to bring to it. He wants to make it feel like if Paul Verhoeven did do a true sequel to the movie. So I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to it. Um, Michael, any thoughts? Uh, are you familiar with the franchise? Any hopes for this movie? Yeah, I am. I'm pretty familiar, but I'm a little bit more excited just from the synopsis and what you from what they've been telling you. Mm. Also because Neil Blumkamp, uh, Blumkamp is attached. I'm a fan of his work and uh, for the stuff that he's done, like District 9 and stuff, so and he seems passionate about it too, mm. which gets me excited. Yeah. Um, just, just the pro- the process that they've been going through, and they're not taking all their ideas from the previous skip- script out, but they're just sort of tweaking them and, and putting their own flair to it. I like what they're doing, and uh, I hope it makes money and does well. I mean, the twenty fourteen one, I think it was like a hundred million the budget, and they made like two, just under two fifty. So may- maybe we'll see big numbers like five hundred plus. Who knows? Uh, who knows? I, I mean. I hope it doesn't go the way of Dread, where it's like it's a good movie yeah. but nobody sees it. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That that would suck. I know that's always the downside. But that movie had like horrible marketing though. I think that was Lionsgate, and they just they just screwed that one up. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I think they. Or maybe that one people quite a just bit. had too many bad <clears throat> memories of Stallone. That too. Yeah. He, see, Stallone, you ruined that, and Rob Schneider, like you carrot guy in that <laughs> movie, just ruined Judge Dread forever. Now he's gonna go to TV, which would be interesting. Post your thoughts down in the comments below, but I think that is going to round out the episode, so thank you guys for tuning in to episode 63. If you guys have questions for us, you can always drop them down in the comment section or on social media with the hashtag AskHybridMovies. If you want to follow me on social media and talk about movies, you can find me at Who's underscore Nick. James, where can they find you? So they can find me on Twitter at HairBeverage, and believe it or not, the Hybrid Network actually found me on Instagram. Yes. They yep. They found me on Instagram. I am at bevs one eight six five. Okay. And if you and if you first see a stormtrooper, don't worry. There's a real good reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Michael, where can they find you? Yes, yes, yes. Y'all can find me over at fail whale thirty four on all platforms. It's not farewell. As a lot of people think when I tell them over the phone, it's actually fail whale. I know. Remember, we tried, so we kept trying to call it Comic Con. They kept saying farewell. They're like, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, no, it's like fail, as in failing, like my life, and whale, <laughs> like the mammal, and then Paul Pierce thirty four. So yeah, okay, so yeah, that's been the show. We'll catch you guys next time. Adios. Good night. Good night.